welcome to Put a Cork in It, where two friends talk about things you do and probably don't care about. I'm Monica. And I'm Austin. And we hope that listening to even one second of this podcast will make your day just a little bit better. So whether you're about to take a nice walk, driving on the highway, or you're simply just laying in your bed, come along and join us for the next few minutes on Put a Cork in It. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to your favorite podcast, Put a Cork in It. Uh, as always, I am your you know, favorite co-host, Austin. Got Monica over here. And it's really, we're recording this midweek. I'm definitely feeling the hump day vibe. Um, just really looking forward to this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday. Can I get a who day? We knew, we knew it was coming. It's a big deal, Mon. I'm aware. I'm aware it's a big deal. It's just predictable. Um I'm actually thinking of wearing a Bengals jersey to work on Friday, so don't get it twisted. Now, is it a Carson Palmer jersey? Yeah, it is. And will I probably get made fun of? Probably, yeah. So We're going to need some duct tape and you putting Burrow over Carson Palmer. I, I don't want to be like a bandwagon Burrow fan. I'm still trying to figure out how oh I feel about Oh my gosh, how do you, this is a whole nother conversation if All right, you hate well, on Joe Burrow. We're skipping it. We're skipping it because I can't have it with you right now. Roast Monica in the comments. Um, also, I wonder how many people like scoff when they hear like, hey, it's Austin. I'm your favorite co-host. Like, I wonder how many people are like, Psh, no, probably millions. Well, probably about 5,000 people that have listened to this podcast. <laughs> we just hit that milestone this week. So yeah, shout out you guys for listening. We love that. A vibe. Um, yeah, no, that was really exciting. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to the people who listened from day one, um, April quarantine, 2020 shout out to you. You know who you are all, however many of you. So something else I wanted to bring up was, I don't know how to say it. You know, I'm going to say it for another time. We're just going to tease that out. It's going to be for a different pod. So anyway, we're going to jump right in. Um, something that's going to come as a shock. We were doing another guest today that I'm being sarcastic here. We're doing another guest that's from North Carolina. I know. Shocking. I made a lot of friends, guys. What can I say? So what's funny and interesting about this pod is that this man is connected to other men that we've had on the pod. So if you remember Matt from episode Matt the Bachelor season two. Please go back and listen to it. A very good podcast. One of our top listened to podcasts, actually. And then we have um, How to Have Fun, which was actually this season with Kyle Johnston. And that one was also very good. And all of these men used to live together. So we're really trying to complete, you know, the room, roomy situation vibe. So I'm really excited to say that this week we decided to have on Jason. And I might have left him on red when I originally asked him to be on, but he has forgiven me and he is here today. So Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Monica? Um, honestly, today was like a really bad day at work, but now that I'm here with you guys, I'm doing so great. Truly. I'm sorry to hear that. That stinks. Wow. What was so, what was so, what was so bad? Well, let's not make this about me, Jason. Let's make this about you. <laughs> mm, I'm not, you know, I'm not good at that. I know. That's why this is going to be <laughs> so fun. Okay. So 
the podcast topic today is very interesting apparently it came as a dig to jason so let's all keep an open mind as i try to explain so i was just thinking about jason and how he had this great group of guy friends in college really solid really close sure there's maybe a few females tossed in every once in a while but majority of the time it was the broskies then i was thinking of myself and i was like wow I've always just had a strong gal group, you know, this is very common. And then I was thinking to myself, when do you break, you know, whether it's because of geography or maybe there's some like tea drama, when does the group break up? Is it because people get married? Is it because people just start taking their work more seriously and aren't playing random sports together at night? I don't know. I don't know. So I decided to have Jason on to talk about it. He took that as me saying he needed to grow up, which we worked through that. So again, we faced some adversity, but he still came on. So we're blessed. Anywho. So Jason, why did that feel like a dig at you? Cause like, let's get into the emotions of that. You know, why was that so offensive? Cause maybe that'll help us find the answer we're looking for. Oh, uh, Monica coming in with great questions automatically, you know, how much I love talking about my emotions, especially I know. with no especially with no warm-up, no banter or anything. I just love that you just went straight into the emotions part of this. So that's great. For those of you listening, tons of emotions over here. Um, I, uh, first, I also want to thank you for just mentioning that there are some girls in the friend group also. I was talking to um, your before-mentioned Kyle Johnson from season three. Sure. Um, yeah, and I, she, he was asking me, like, what are you going to be talking about? Because I told him I was going to be on, big deal tune in and he was like what are you guys gonna be talking about and I was like I don't really know she barely told me but it was like something about guy friends and like <sighs> when do you move on from all your guy friends he's like so she's just gonna be talking about how you like we all just hang out together and we're just a bunch of dudes and I was like <laughs> I mean I mean she only mentioned the dudes so I don't really know so yeah you were there a lot so you're one of my friends so it was just a bunch of dudes and you and so there were girls there also, but, um, yeah, the emotions part of it. Um, I don't know. Okay. Here's what we'll I unpack think. That. We'll unpack that. Don't yeah. You thank worry. you. Thank you, Austin. Here's what I think since I'm really good at putting emotions, other people's emotions in their mouths. Um, I think the reason you got defensive about that is because you are so close to all these people and see them regularly and you consider them your best friends. So immediately you're probably like, what? I'm not supposed to give up my friend group. Like those are my people. And honestly, roles reversed. I would have felt the same way. If you would have been the person asking me that question, I would have been like, what the frick? That's kind of rude. Austin, would you have been offended by this statement as you also had a friend group um, now and in college? Um, I don't know if offended is the word. I could definitely see like, like being defensive, like, why are you asking me this? Like, uh -huh. did you hear something that I didn't know? Or like, what do you know about my friends that like could potentially hurt me? Uh -huh. Like, that's kind of where my mind would have gone. But I think when you ask this question, it's just like, all right, you just kind of like take a step back, kind of put all things into perspective, maybe take another second look at certain situations that may have happened. And then you're like, yeah, is that good or is that bad? Right. Right. And I think what I'm trying to hit at is like, where is the maturity scale of like, you have this group, you don't hang out with anybody else. It's like, 
this click of people or die. Honestly, feels kind of like a click vibe, if I'm being honest. So when do you progress from that, like no one's in, no one's out, to, hey, we're welcoming in other people, we're letting people's girlfriends, people's boyfriends come in to play, this type of thing is what I'm talking about. So this being said, maybe let me give you guys an example because I feel like both of you are giving me blank stares. So I was at dinner with my sister and this group of guys who are probably like mid twenties to thirties come in and they're sitting at the table and I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, this is a great observation moment for me. This is the podcast topic. Here we go. So obviously one ear is to my sister, one ear is to this group. And when I say I was floored by the topics, the whole entire time they were all going around talking about different girl situations. They're like, no, this girl the other night. And this other guy's like, oh my gosh, dude, that happened to me with this chick the other day. And I'm just, I'm sitting there. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, wow, this is a perfect, like inside view these guys definitely all have jobs very corporate vibes about them they're not super old but they're also definitely graduated from college and they're still talking like this and I wasn't mad or sad or anything like that it was just interesting so I guess my question Jason is is that weird is that how you see you and the rest of the bros you know maturing together like does that feel like appear into your future um i sure hope not i uh i hope we sound a little bit more educated than, than that when we go out but i'm sure <laughs> as you i'm sure as i'm sure as you know that there's a lot of times that we're probably not um going back to your uh like your first observation i guess that you said uh i would say that maybe the reason i did feel as you would say offended i wouldn't say offended i would just say um uh, what what did what did what word did Austin use? Yeah, off guard is what off guard uh, is because I mean you, I think you pretty much nailed it. Was that I think the way you presented it was initially how I heard it was oh one of you like we're gonna talk about one you, you have to move on from your friend group from college and like in order to grow up where I feel yeah. like a lot of my a lot of my closest friends from college I don't feel like I have to move on from like yeah. I feel like they're still a bunch of my closest friends and I feel like we push each other towards growth and towards um a lot of good things still um so I don't know I just didn't agree with the notion when you first presented it but now that you presented it a little bit more clearly I think it makes sense um but yeah I do definitely see a lot of times still as we're me and my friends are only like a year or two removed from college we have some pretty ridiculous conversations and some pretty immature <laughs> conversations um but I do also think that we're not um the same as a lot of other guys and the fact that like I do think that there's a lot of depth in the conversations that we do have even if it's especially when it's just within us when we're around a bunch of other people we're a lot of times just trying to be funny trying to be silly yeah um but our friend group of the three or four that you're probably thinking of that I hang out with a lot and might sound clicky is uh yeah there's a there's a lot of depth to it which is why I think it's still like fruitful yeah fruitful friendships I guess yeah that was very well said I'm proud of you for um vocalizing your emotions um I think and maybe that's a determining factor of whether or not 
a friend group moving more into adulthood and removed from college is a good thing is like if there's depth and if there's actually good conversation being had and people are growing whereas this conversation amongst these men last night I was like hmm I wonder if this is just what they talk about all the time or if they ever get into anything deeper you know what I mean I definitely know what you mean and sometimes you know there's some guys where there's just nothing deeper there, you know, <laughs> you know, you yes. try and it's, it's just, it's just, it's just not there. So it's very well could be that that was the deepest conversation that they've had in a while. Yeah, and I you know, that. sometimes, sometimes women, they just be like that. They break your heart and you just got to talk to the boys about it, you know? Okay. Yes. Fair. Maybe I caught them in an emotional moment. Um, shout out to the heartbreakers out there. Um, Austin, I feel like something that comes to play in your situation is geography. And in terms of a lot of your friends living in different places, I'm thinking of a few. You have some in foreign lands, you have some in Michigan, then you have some in Ohio, but in different cities. So do you think that comes into play? But also emotionally, I feel like you guys are all still a unit, if that makes sense. I would say my uh, my core group of friends, like um, Jason was saying, you know, the ones that push me towards growth and like actually care about how I'm doing, want to know what's going on in my life, um, definitely still operate as a unit. We still all talk on a daily basis, whether that's text, Snapchat, uh, Marco Polo. Oh, you're into the Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Yes. Wow. Shout out Marco Polo. Big fan. Big fan. You know, definitely Marco Polo with the closest of friends. That's true. I um I feel like it allows me to flex like my wannabe influencer vibes. Like I'm just out and about, just like talking to my phone. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say like those are like like I would label those people as like my best friends, uh, the ones who like know me the most, the ones who like genuinely want to see like good for me. And then there's yeah. like the people that I hang out with like on a weekly basis that I work with or have gone to school with and happen to live in the same city with right those friends are great and I'm sure on some level that they want to see like success for me but like they're not asking me every day how I'm doing like what's going on like I remember Mm -hmm. you saying this this and this like there's just like uh Jason was saying like different levels of depth when it comes to like certain friendships and unfortunately, like we as humans don't really have the capacity to like spread that depth out. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a lot from us, yep. especially like from an emotional level, but like having that trust. So I don't know. It's, um, wow. I don't know was... how to say like, I don't know what like the original question. No, like, technically <laughs> was, but... no, that definitely answered the question of just what your experience was. I think the trust thing is huge. And I think that is kind of how you know like if a long distance friendship or relationship what have you is you know like worth it and good because you can like pick we've talked about this all the time on this podcast picking up right where you left off or you know even if someone really isn't caught up on your life them not being offended by that like I've had so many people be like what you didn't tell me that and then it's like so much saltiness towards me and I'm like dude it's not my fault. I don't know what the heck you've been doing the last six months. Like that's not on me and I'm not salty that I missed that. So I think there's also, like you said, a trust and just like genuine care for one another. Um, so yeah, I think that's very interesting. I think you explained that very well. I think guys, 
what you do both are hitting on is a main idea here. And that is the quality of friendship. And I think it is perfectly normal to still have your click. You know, I'm just going to use that word because it's easier. Uh You (laughs) (laughs) You still have your group, but it's not immature and it's not weird if these people are actually like helping you grow and they're doing good things in their life and they're moving forward. The problem is, is when people are staying in groups and you guys know what I'm talking about, a group comes up on your social media and you're like, how the heck are these people one still alive with the choices they make? And two, how are they all still friends? Like it has to be so destructive and not helpful because they're just wild. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, um, I, th- I think we see that a lot. Like, in terms of like from college and then like still hanging out after college it's just they just haven't ventured out to like meet mm-hmm. new people and people do it with they're comfortable with like all right I know these people like I know they'll spend time with me and yeah. then like they'll talk crap about them behind their back yeah and it's like what is going on here and then like when they finally understand or like when they finally get a taste of like like we were saying that level of friendship like that depth it's like mm-hmm it's it's the easiest choice in the world it's like all right gonna definitely spend more time with these people than Mm -hmm. these destructive you know i don't even know what they're not friends i don't even know what to call them (laughs) dare i say a foe maybe in a way (laughs) the villain in the story villain? no but jason (laughs) i think that you have done a really good job of keeping your original friends but then i feel like you guys have naturally infiltrated other guys who are now kind of a part of the group. <laughs> don't you agree though yeah I, I mean I definitely agree I think part of it is just like when you're in college especially like we're just like in this still I would say in this phase of like transitioning out of like the college life the college to like the big boy life I guess of working nine to five and everything like that when you're in college friendships are just so easy you can literally do it like everything together and then when you get out of college making new friends if you're not if, if you're not really friends with the people that mm-hmm. like you work closely with at your job then it's like kind of hard to make new friends oh yeah um, just because it's just like not a lot of opportunities so you're going to keep the close friendships of the ones that you that you made in college that are still in the area um but yeah I feel like we've done a pretty good job of like anytime any me and like my core group of guy friends we have um other guys from work that they want to bring along when we go go out or when uh obviously they have girls and stuff we uh welcome to the friend group but <laughs> i think <laughs> for for the time being for however long it lasts <laughs> and then, uh, but i uh yeah it's it's tough to it's tough to make new friends after college but i think there is a lot of good things out of that too to get different perspectives from how other people grew up and just to keep on yeah. growing like just like last week I was out to dinner with a bunch of people that I like met through church and oh, I was yeah. like it was like a bunch of people that I like barely knew and I was like this is like really uncomfortable for me but I was like it's good like I'm having a good time yeah. like, people around me are super nice and like I could see myself really wanting to like hang out and get deeper connections with all these people but I was like right now it's like kind of uncomfortable I was like it's not yeah. it's not it's not super fun where like if I would have decided that night just to go over to my two buddies house mm-hmm. I would have walked in without knocking I would have laid <laughs> on the couch I would have opened their fridge gotten a drink and it would have been just like a super comfortable yeah. night so I think that's getting out of your comfort zone is a big 
a big part of it too. Or like, it's just so yeah. easy to just keep those friends and just like not venture anywhere else. That's, I think that's really the only major con of keeping your friend group. That's really quality after school or whatever, is that it makes it really hard to break away and make new friends. Like you just sum that up perfectly and you know, you should do it, but there's always this thing in the back of your mind where it's like, well, why wouldn't I just go hang out with the people who know me? Well, I can literally say anything I want and I don't have to worry about being judged. Like that's so hard, but like, I think you guys do a really good job of welcoming other people in. I think that's also a sign of a healthy friend group is not being territorial of the vibes of the OGs and being willing to be like, Hey, others are allowed to come into this vibe. You know, Jason welcomed me into the, to the group vibe. Yeah. I was a little scared for a while, but (laughs) then I just kind of figured out how to hold my own and just, you know, you know me. I I feel like my, Monica I feel like you found your way into like every friend group in North Raleigh while you were here like I feel like there wasn't really a friend group that you weren't a part of so I feel like that's just more of your energy because I feel like every time I talk to somebody they're like oh yeah Monica was best friends with them or like oh yeah I was best friends with Monica I'm like wow she was only she was only here for a year I don't know how she did that because I felt like she was with us like all the time so I don't know how you were hanging out with all these other people also but well I well thank you for saying that first of all but I, I know I feel loved. I do think it was even hard for me though, because you guys were like my first friends outside of my roommates. So I got really comfortable with you guys very quickly, which honestly made it hard for me to go find new friends in Raleigh because I'm like, Oh, I can always go hang out with like, um, Matt, Jason, Kyle, like it'll be fine. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Obviously Justin as well, but like, I don't know. That was even hard for me with you guys being new friends. But once I felt comfortable around you, I'm like, oh, this is probably good. Like, I don't need to make any more friends. Like, this could be mm-hmm. fine. But that's not really what you should do or maybe the mature thing to do. But then the introverts that are listening to this are probably like, yo, I only need a couple of friends and I'm out. And I'm like, you know, what? that's fine, too. I just cannot be that way, obviously. There's a time and place to have friends that don't you know, use your energy. And then there's a time where it's like, all right, I know I'm going to be exhausted after these, these people, but I know it's going to be good for me. It's going to be good for just like the future, like health of my friendships with these people. So, all right, let's go make an appearance. Let's go have some fun. And then I'm going to need to hunker down for a few days because I'm so drained. Yeah. That's the introvert mentality (laughs) or what, what it should be. Yeah, no, that's true. I just, okay, let's all, we're going to fast forward a sec. When, okay, Jason, specifically you be thinking about this, but when I think about like someday, like getting married or like seriously dating someone and they would be like, yo, your friend group's whack or said something like super extreme about the people that I trust and really love and are my people. I feel like that would be a make it or break it for me. Truly. Like I would need specific examples, like show me the freaking facts in order for me to like actually respect your opinion or like, did you just have a bad experience? Like that would be a very scary thing for me for someone to say, Hey, I think your friend group just freaking sucks. Like that's hard to hear from someone that you are developing a relationship with in a whole different way. I mean, so that's my opinion. That would probably be a make it or break it moment for me. 
I would love to know what you would do in that situation, Jason. Also putting you on the spot again, but I think it's good for you. No, I thrive on the spot. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Um, I, I mean, I th- think that that conversation would definitely come up like while you were dating. I can't imagine you get all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, just like you said, I would need like very specific examples of like why they're uneasy about my friends and like, especially yeah like very like why they made them uncomfortable they can't just be like oh yeah they just like weren't the right vibe for me i'm like i'm just like all right well that sucks because they're gonna be in your wedding one day if we get married so like that's it's gonna be in all of your pictures so that sucks for you um they're coming over for a game night on friday um so yeah i mean it's a make or break it in the fact that like if they gave me like if they ever said like yeah you can't hang out with them anymore because like I'm like, well, those are my best friends. So I'm not, I'm not just gonna be with you all day, every day. Yeah. So um, definitely make it for break it on that end of it. Um, But yeah, definitely would need like concrete examples. Cause like, you can't, you can't just let a girlfriend come in and just like take all of your friends away. That's not, that's not cool. That ain't healthy. That's not cool. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it done before. I've seen it done. Oh, we all have, we all have. And it really sends a shiver down my spine to think about those Mm -hmm. situations. It's just sad. And now let's turn to the person who is in a relationship in the room. Austin, were you at all nervous bringing Carly into your, like, I know you guys were friends in high school, so I'm not really asking you guys to go back to that, but like in college, were you ever just like nervous or really excited for her to really like your friends and vice versa? Like, how was that? Or was it just very natural? I didn't even think about it. Everyone got along. Kumbaya. Um, I wouldn't say kumbaya. Um, Carly and I are very different in the sense that I'm pretty extroverted and she's pretty introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, but being like where our situation was both on the track team, we all shared a lot of the same friends. Um, right which was really good for both of us. Like we all had, like we had friends together and then we had friends like apart from each other, which was really good. But um, I think you can learn a lot about a person by who their friends are and Mm -hmm. like who they choose to associate with. Um, And I, you know, just tried my best to put myself around good people. Um, So I was never really like nervous that she would think that they're like not the right people for Mm -hmm. me. Um, or for like us as like in a relationship. Um, one thing I will say is before Carly, I was definitely in the situation where I got scooped away by my now ex-girlfriend, like uh, like isolated from my friends. Like it was not wow. good. Um, so I've literally experienced that firsthand. Um, definitely learned a lot of lessons from that. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It is very real. It happens. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even Dude, know where to, to follow up with that. You're a survivor. I mean, Jason and I are just sitting here in awe of you. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like, there is nothing. I don't get angry very often. Like, I can get a lot of other emotions, but anger is not really something that comes out very often. But the thing that really just pisses me off is when people cannot figure out the balance between being in a dating relationship and still seeing their friends. I can't stand it. It sets me off. So I feel like this is just one of those things where, like we've talked about in the podcast before, hopefully these quality friends in your clique would say, hey, Mon, have a click. click. 
probably they should say we haven't seen you in two months is everything good um you know what I mean but sometimes people don't like I've had so many friends be like oh you know Tracy like she's dating Brad now so that's how it is and I'm sitting there like actually no I I just don't think that is how it is like maybe someone should say something um so putting it back on you Jason are you the type who would speak up if someone was turning into the person who was like avoiding the friend group because they were dating someone like would you say something um inside I know that it would probably be right but probably I probably wouldn't say anything (laughs) knowing myself I feel like that's a guy thing too though yeah I mean I definitely know what you're talking about where like I can think of two or three examples in my head just when you're saying that of like oh when they get a girlfriend or when they have a girlfriend I'm not gonna see them anymore you know (laughs) like I've 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 thought of two or three just while while sitting here um yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's like I feel like I generally feel like my friends when they get the girlfriend like they they genuinely want to spend all their time with that person and I can't yeah. like fault them for that um but also I don't think it's the healthiest thing to just cut off obviously all of your other friend group and all of your maybe accountability maybe all of your yeah just ways that you can express frustration and stuff not to your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever um so yeah I just as an uncontroversial Enneagram nine, not really a peacekeeper. <laughs> uh, not really gonna confront anybody about it, but I definitely understand the uh, where it's coming from. It's like probably not the healthiest thing in the world. Yeah. No, See, the eight in me is always looking for confrontation. So <laughs> it's all good. We'll figure it out. Um, I did have a viewer of the podcast tell me that she is very passionately like thinking that you're not an eight like she has replied to me several times said I don't know why Austin thinks that so that's a topic for another time but just so you know you do have people speculating about your true identity Austin when I took the test it was 87 percent eight and seven. Oh yes okay I'm thinking that maybe okay we're gonna get into this later but also let everyone know if for that viewer for that viewer for that viewer yes shout out Caitlin anyway um for those who don't care about the Enneagram, I'm really sorry. For those who do, Jason is literally the dictionary definition of a nine. Like, if there was a dictionary around the world and it was all Get labeled, the- Jason. How does it make you feel? <laughs> Just put me in a box, why don't you, Mark? No! That's- hey, I'll say, I've taken this test two times. One time, I got a two. One time, I got a nine. But I just kind of identify more with a nine. But I don't yeah. think you can just go ahead and put me as a dictionary definition. I'm all no. over the place. I'm saying you're like a poster child for the Enneagram. I'm an enigma. Okay. Jason We're, was complex. We are changing the subject because I can't. I will say something I regret. But something I do want to say is, have you guys ever been to a wedding? And then I'll stop talking about this topic. Have you guys been to a wedding where the people have just been so isolated in their dating relationship that you never actually met the person they were marrying. Like you literally barely know them. And then you have to hug them at the wedding and you're just like, this is so weird. Anyone? Uh, I mean, I've had situations where I've never met the person, but that was like for different reasons, not like isolation, more like geography. Um, But I will say I've seen it happen. And it's like, 
oh, you're literally marrying this person. And like, I've, I mean, like I knew you, like I knew you very well. And now yeah. like you're different. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, love, love is crazy, man. Oh gosh. I, I've never heard you say something like that. Um, Jason, do you have any thoughts before we move on? No, I mean, I, I agree with Austin. I don't think I have any specific examples of that, but like there have been times where I don't know the person, but it's more because of geography. Yeah. Okay, fair. Just me. It's fine. All right. So we're going to wrap this baby up. You have up. been to an absurd amount of weddings, I will say. And I'm, oh gosh, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be in a lot of weddings in the near future too. And don't get me wrong. Wedding gal. I love, love, hopeless, romantic, all the You're things. such a good friend. <laughs> Wow. Let's go. How many weddings are you going to be in? Talk about it. It's fine. How how many weddings have you been in? Like six or seven. Holy sh... Oh my goodness. I'm I'm about to be in number five this summer. Yeah, Jason, you're the same way. So don't act like this is a big deal. I know. I was just seeing if I was a better friend than you, but you win. Thank you. Okay, so transitioning from weddings. Also, if you've been in more weddings than us and you're around 23, 24 years of age, please let us know. We would like to know who is really the best. Anyway, so we always wrap this thing on up, Jason, with a what's in the queue for you. Now, this means, you know, this is what I'm eating for dinner tonight. I'm about to mm. take this girl on a date. I am looking to, like looking forward to this vacation three years from now like there's really no limit to what you it can be simple really far away or really close um mm. we usually let the guests go last so you can think and Austin I go first so Austin I feel like I already know what yours is going to be and the whole audience knows so go ahead well I'm not going to be that predictable Monica okay <laughs> um in the queue for me right after this um all my siblings are in town right now so we're all going to go out to dinner which is going to be refreshing um some alvacaro mexican action chips and queso love uh absolutely thrilled about it and then obviously this weekend super bowl sunday making the trip down to cincy it's going to be awesome amazing incredible never been seen before outstanding literally Um, literally sorry i'm too hyped about this i can tell um for me I should have thought about this. I would say I have a birthday dinner coming up that I'm really excited about. Quality people. It will be fun. Get a little fancy beverage, a little, you know. It's not like a wine bar in Cincinnati, which I just feel like is so basic for someone in their like lower 20s to go and like put an effort to how you look. And it's just going to be all girls sitting around talking. It's just like a weird, but like it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, Jason, I hope this has given you enough inspiration. Have you arrived at something you'd like to share? Oh yeah, I I, I, could, I thought of it immediately. I thought I would share something kind of broad that everybody can kind of relate to. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but as probably a lot of the listeners know, I coach a middle school boys homeschool basketball team in the north northern Raleigh, North Carolina area. Um, Shout out. We got we got we got two big conference games against other homeschool teams in the area coming up this weekend. Oh my uh, gosh! And then, and then we have our conference tournament next weekend with eight homeschool teams from the Eastern North Carolina area. We're sitting right now at the six seed, but we could move up to the, we could move up to the five, depending on how these next two games go. And we've been playing pretty good recently. Not going to lie. Beat the number three seed the other day. Oh, kind of, kind of crazy. Got Then we got to come in the top two in that tournament in order to make it to the state tournament, which 
I hope none of my players are listening to this because I don't think we're going to come to the top two. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is what's coming up for me. Regional tournament, two weekends from now, be there. Let's freaking go. Coach of the year. Also, you never know how COVID could play. COVID could take a team out. You don't Dude, know. That number one that team is, is going down with COVID so hard. I could feel I've it. Been, I feel I it. Know. I've been praying for it every single day. Okay. Minor, minor no. symptoms. Minor, minor symptoms. symptoms. Minor I'm symptoms. So dead. This I'm is not awesome. terrible. I'm not a terrible person. Minor symptoms. Recover a great recovery, but they just follow protocol. Okay. I think I'm gonna stop you before you just go down this rabbit hole. Um, I would just like to say if you're not following us on Instagram, I'm still confused by that. Just follow us. It's a great time. We don't see you. It's a great vibe. You're going to see a graphic of Jason. It'll be wonderful. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Do you pick that graphic or do I send that to you? No, I pick it, homie. You you uh, ain't I'll got send, no control. You send a picture. <laughs> she makes a graphic around the picture. No, but I'll send so, you a few pics. Okay. I'm excited. Um, Austin, do you have anything else you want to share? Guys, just uh, thank you so much for listening. Honestly, the 5K listen mile mark. I mean, that was kind of cool. I was like kind of shocked. Me too. We're we're excited. I mean, this is still fun. Maybe we're going to complete the roommate trifecta with uh, Jason's and their fourth roommate. I hope they only live with four people. Uh, maybe there's eight. Who knows? Yes, um, it was four, but that was still illegal. But we won't get into that. But um, stay tuned. That's for another day. That's for another day. Jason, thank you for coming out after we offended you twice before. Um, and to all those listening, if you're listening on a Friday, have a great weekend, who day, and I can't wait to wear my Carson Palmer jersey. And that's a wrap. Goodbye, everyone. There's a lovely interview.